Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is the Sikkim Podcast, powered by Rogue Media Network. The Sikkim Podcast is a production of Baylor Athletics. Now, here are your hosts, Brooke Bednars and the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's Sikkim Podcast, a production of Baylor Athletics. We're glad you're with us this week. Happy holidays to everyone. John Morris, Brooke Bednars. Uh, Brooke, we're into December now, so we can say happy holidays. Covers Thanksgiving last week, Christmas coming up later in the week and uh, later in the month, and happy holidays to everyone. I wish it was later in the later in the week that I, I love Christmas. So I already have my lights up and um, but yes, happy holidays to everyone. Uh, I know that we just wrapped up Thanksgiving and we're super thankful for a lot of things. And John, one of those is a very generous graduate uh, and donor. Um, I'll, I'll let you do the honors of introducing this one. Very good. Thanks for that. It is the giving season, you know, it is. And Baylor just keeps giving us wins and we appreciate that. And we uh, certainly appreciate Jeremy and Christy Fudge. And Jeremy Fudge is our guest on this week's Sikkim podcast. Jeremy, uh, welcome to you. We appreciate you being on with us. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. And happy holidays to you also. You too. Thanks very much. Hey, the announcement, uh, the announcement came a couple of weeks ago. Uh, your, you and Christie's most generous donation to Baylor through the Give Light campaign. And we have on the drawing boards now the Fudge Football Operations Center. Uh, thank you for that, number one. And uh, what, was the, what was your thinking? What was your motivation behind this gift? Uh, I think there's two levels of motivation, if you will. I think one is um, more of a generic uh, answer, which is, um, I had an executive pastor at our church a number of years ago, and he used to say, blessed to bless, meaning I've been blessed to bless others. That's why I'm blessed, is to enable, you know, blessing others. So in that sense, you know, that kind of guides our overall giving in general. Um, I think specifically, we believe in Baylor. We believe in what it represents, the idea of Baylor. We believe in um, all facets of that, which is a, a lot of different angles, but including athletics. Um, we believe in our current leadership um, pretty much across the board, you know, academic and athletic both, and, and the president, obviously. Um, we, we are just very much aligned in our thinking about what Baylor represents. And to us, that is the idea of um, pursuing excellence as a form of your witness to the world of what a Christian should be and look like. Um, and, and that you can have those two things, right? That for many years, there's been a debate about science, right? And, and faith and that tension. And can you be a scientist, but also a Christian and, you know, that kind of stuff. And I feel like society's changed a lot in the last handful of years, even 
where it's sort of like, can you be great at anything, period, and be a Christian? And the answer is resoundingly, yes, you can, right? And so I think it's, it's for Chris and I, it's very much that idea of we want to support and be behind with our time and talent and treasure um, what Baylor is and represents in that sense. So it, that's, that's, you know, maybe high level to, to next level. And then, you know, the specific level is knowing what our needs are within um, athletic department generally, and then football specifically. And um, knowing that, you know, when we have a team meeting for the football team, you can't even fit the whole team in the room, right? I mean, just basic things like that, right? Or different sports fighting for time just to lift weights, right? Think things that are just, when you hear them, you sort of go, that's not right. You know, there's a basic level we need to be at. And, and, and if we're going to truly try to be excellent in what we do, you got to get some of these basics right. So it, it's, it's a wonderful, you know, football operations center is a wonderful building. It's going to be an amazing thing, you know, physically and technologically and everything else. But it's really like, it, it, it's a basic. We got to have this building block. So there's a long-winded answer. <laughs> I love it. That's what a podcast is for. <laughs> when you uh, think about, you know, you talked about the basics and, and how this building is, is one of those. It's a building block. But to look at the success that Baylor Athletics has already had with mm -hmm. the this, this current situation and the current building and um, sharing of time of weight rooms and things like that, and then to know that your name will be forever associated with helping this take it to the next step. Um, a Big 12 championships, you know, that game's right around the corner. We were just talking about yeah. tickets and, and John calling that game and things like that moving forward. But to know that you'll be a part and, and possibly even making that even more of a standard here when we talk about Dave Aranda's standard of, of performance and excellence, how excited are you to you know be able to not just have your name up on the on the building but to be a part of this team and this family moving forward yeah. in the years to come i mean it, it's it's awesome to feel like you're part of it and that you're on the team you know team generically baylor team um you know as someone who's not on the inside like you two are for example right and so um it's fun and it's exciting to feel like we're helping, we're contributing, we're part of this thing. Um, having the name on the building, honestly, like mortifies my entire family. Like, you know, if, if they were choosing, they would have chosen not to do that, right? But, um, but, but I think that you know it, it's part of it, and, and certainly I think it's. I had a, a really great, great father, and part of my upbringing under him was um, the idea of, of impact in the world and legacy that lives on beyond you and, and so forth. And so for me, you know, it isn't a self-absorbed thing of like, ooh, look, my name's on the building, but versus like, it's cool to attach my name to what I think Baylor represents and to be thinking that's gonna be there for a while, right? And, and so, you know, I, I'm not quite as mortified as they are maybe, but, but, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's really cool. And it's, it's, it's an exciting time to be part of all of this at Baylor. Um, you know, if I was plugging, you guys didn't ask me to plug just for the record, but like if I was plugging, you know, there's a lot of people that are, you know, my ages, you know, I'm 46, but, you know, getting that kind of stride in their career professionally, et cetera. 
And it's time, honestly, for some new people like me to come into the mix of supporting Baylor and being behind Baylor, right? And we appreciate, obviously, the, the McLeans and others that have been doing things for a long time for Baylor, right? But it is time for new people to get involved, and we're excited to be part of that new batch. John, I think I remember a podcast we did last year where we talked about how much the landscape has changed. And I, th I believe it was Doug Smith and, and his whole, and just seeing how, what Baylor used to look like and the athletic mm -hmm. facilities that weren't there. And then to come back and to look now, and now I kind of feel like we're at a new, we're at the next step with this football facility, the Fudge Football Center, Operations Center. And then we also have the basketball pavilion um, that's named after the Fosters, but you have a conference room there for the men's team, which national champs, very exciting. And then yep. even the Mark and Paula Heard uh, Welcome Center, that's kind of gonna be the front door to Baylor. So um, it's exciting to be on the forefront of this. And like you said, to kind of, we're in a, that new wave and have new generous donors like yourself uh, you know, just is very exciting. So thank you. Yeah. And Jeremy, you know what that's like in this, in this league, really in college athletics at this level, you either keep moving forward or you get run over, you know, mm -hmm. and part of moving forward is uh, upgrades and facilities and new facilities and giving our coaches and our administrators, you know, what they need to be successful. Yeah. You are a huge part in making that happen for us. Yeah, I think that's, it's an important, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply point because as you saw in the last week right even just in college right like it's crazy out there what's going on and and the kind of things that are getting thrown around and and happening um i do think mac our athletic director is walking a really good careful line of saying we have to do not bare minimums even, we gotta, we gotta be competitive in these things, in these areas, facilities, um, you know, whatever it might be. But at the same time, we are who we are and we offer something unique, um, whether it's to, you know, coaches or whether it's to student athletes, either one. And, and I think that's, you know, he had a, a interview yesterday um, that I saw the transcript on of, you know, or would we pay a coach $10 million or $12 million, right? And I don't know, maybe we would at some point, but like maybe we wouldn't too because there are trade-offs. And in my business, it's exactly the same way, right? We have trade-offs in terms of culture, in terms of, you guys are visually seeing me right now, but like I'm wearing jeans and a t-shirt every day to work, right? In the law firm. Like that, that's a trade-off that I'll take in lieu of some income potentially, right? And so so I think they're, I think Baylor's similar in a sense, right? Like there, it isn't always about, we have, lockers they, that light up and spray water out the top and do all this other stuff, right? Versus we've got a really, really great facility. And so I think part of this to me is, like I said at the beginning, we've got to get just over a bare minimum. Like we were dead last in terms of our football facility. Um, and so we got to get that up to a bare minimum. Now it doesn't have to do all these 
you know, amazing bells and whistles and whatever. It should do some, right? We got to be competitive. And I'm saying all this in response a little bit to some comments I've heard since um, this became public, where people were sort of questioning, and you know, you get used to this, but people were sort of questioning, like, why are we doing this? Do, do we really need this? And this, and the answer is, yeah, we really need this, right? To to just simply operate at a high level that we want to operate at, we need it. It, it isn't the extravagant, over the top. Oh my gosh, why are we wasting money? It's not that level. It's just like we got to get the team in one room. We got to be able to, you know, we got to be able to have walkthroughs, um, you know, in front of a big screen. That's a big thing for Dave that he had at LSU. And so, um, so I've forgotten what the question was. <laughs> no, you said it very well. Jeremy, you mentioned earlier about your dad. Uh, tell us, tell us about your your upbringing, your parents, and and how how'd you get to Baylor? What led you to Baylor? That's a entertaining story. So, um, my dad, we don't have time for the whole story. There is actually a movie about my dad that you can watch on Amazon or other places um, called Hell and Mr. Fudge. So, uh, so there's there's a cliff note version. Go watch the movie, but. Um, but my dad was, um, he was in seminary and planning to be a pastor. Um, and then his father passed away unexpectedly. He moved back home to Alabama, which is where I was born. Um, and, you know, the short, really short version of this is um, through a series of events, ended up working in a print shop, doing manual minimum wage job, manual labor of setting type the way they used to. Um, and he's sort of sitting there going, what is going on, guy? Like, how am I here? I was in the seminary and now I'm here. And that leads to a point where he sees this ad for a Christian newspaper that's going to start in Houston, needs an editor in chief. And so he applies, gets the job. We moved to Houston. Uh, that was second grade for me, real young. Uh, and he says, Why did I get this job? And the guy says, Because you're the only person out of hundreds of applicants that had typesetting experience. We thought that might come in handy in a pinch. And so just constant story of God opening doors like that for him in unexpected ways. And the paper goes out of business, you know, three years later. And and people at our church said, hey, maybe you ought to go to law school. You'd be a good lawyer. So he goes to law school at 40, um, works during the day, goes to school at night, supports the family that way. Um, All the while, and so he's a lawyer until, you know, the end of his life in essence. All the while, though, always doing Christian ministry on the side, speaking, writing, daily email ministry, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So um, really just great example in so many ways of so many things for me. Um, mom was a teacher growing up, and and um, at one point in my life, he was my my preacher in church, and she was my Sunday school teacher. <laughs> so um, definitely raised in a, in a godly Christian heritage and, and um shaped me and formed me into who I am. Um, we grew up in the Church of Christ tradition. And so in the Deep South Church of Christ tradition, I should say, which is even different. And so the idea of a Baptist or Baptist school would be unbelievable, right? So my grandparents, my dad, my sister all went to Abilene Christian Christ School. Um, and so uh, my senior year of high school, I had two really good college or two good high school buddies um and they were going to go to Baylor uh, I didn't know anything about Baylor had never visited Baylor anything else but um 
I thought, you know what? They play in the, the Southwest Conference. It's big time athletics compared to ACU. And, you know, that's pretty cool. And I like that. I think I want to be part of that more. And so literally because of that, I was like, I'll go to Baylor with you guys. And so um, off I went to Baylor. My first day moving in Penland was my first day at Baylor. Uh, and so, you know, th that's how I ended up at Baylor, totally unexpectedly. And my parents weren't hardcore into like, oh, my gosh, you can't go to a Baptist school or anything. But um, but it was certainly sort of going a different route than the family had gone historically. So got to Baylor and, and you know, just fell in love with it. Um, my years, my four years at Baylor had a massive impact on me as a person, as a leader, as a believer, um, all of it. So I'm grateful and appreciative of the opportunity I had to go. And, you know, we didn't grow up with a whole lot of money. So like going to Baylor was a big stretch for my parents to even make it happen. And so. Well, I think it's also neat. Uh, your love for Baylor has expanded into your entire family to the point where your wife Christy who didn't even go to Baylor uh, she became an alumna by choice this year in 2021 um, how exciting is that for you and your family to have her you know be an honorary Baylor bear yeah it's it's been great um, that whole process of that uh, I was able to surprise her with it which was even more fun um, we joke she was a she went to the University of Northern Colorado, which are also the bears, just a different breed of bear. So this was just sort of a slight tweak to her bareness, but um, but it's been great. You know, she's she came into it obviously not knowing Baylor at all and and so forth, but but has you know seen it now up close and been part of it for a number of years and and has the same joy and appreciation about what we do and you know going to games and everything else that we do, right? And so that's been great. And then my kids. You know, or growing up Baylor fans and, and going to games. And, and um, my oldest hasn't missed a football game since back at, you know, the old stadium. And so um, so I'm hopeful that they will all end up at Baylor as well. I've got four girls. Tell us about your daughters. What, what ages are they? I've got a uh, junior, a sophomore, a um, sixth grader, and a first grader. Nice. So we've got all different phases of life and growth going on at the same time. That is a uh, crazy household right there. It's a, it a crazy <laughs> household. Uh, it's fun though, having the different, right? So like my older ones I can do, I can go skiing with, right? Or something mm -hmm. like that. Whereas, you know, my middle schooler, I can, you know, help her with doing something. She's very creative doing a play or something, right? And then my first grader is just nuts, right? Keeping up with the bigger sisters and just, um, precocious and, and fun and, and uh, you know, doing first grade level things. So we were trying to learn how to ride the bike uh, over the holidays last week. And it's my last one to try to teach. It's very, it's very painful trying to teach a kid to ride a bike. <laughs> well, that's fun. And I know that they'll remember that for a lifetime, all those fun memories as will Baylor. Um, remember your generous donation, um, you and your wife, Christy, uh, with not only the Fudge Football Operations Center, but those other rooms and things and the new projects that we mentioned. And it does do a wonder to take this program to the next level. We're already having a lot of success and it's fun to follow and, and be a part of, but to know that the next chapter is right there and that you're helping lead that way 
we're very, very grateful and we will not forget that by any means. So thank you again from all of us here at Baylor Athletics for uh, helping us take that next step. Most welcome. Well, we appreciate it. We appreciate your time. Great to visit with you. Thank you very much. Let's go win another Big 12 championship this week. How about that? Absolutely. We'll see you guys on Saturday. How Jeremy, thank that? you very much. Jeremy Fudge, our guest on this week's Sikkim podcast, and uh, we appreciate everyone that is tuned in today, and we do look forward to the Big 12 championship game, the Dr. Pepper Big 12 championship game Saturday, 11 a.m. at AT&T Stadium in Arlington. Thanks to Jeremy and for you've Brooke been Bednar's listening to the Sikkim podcast, this powered by Rogue Sikkim Media podcast. Network. The Sikkim podcast is a production of Baylor Athletics. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.